Right. I'm going to tell you that uh, today I am the one that will conclude the book of Deuteronomy. Ah, yeah. You might say, oh, at last, right? <laughs> but actually, Deuteronomy is an extremely uh, interesting book and I, I hope you have enjoyed it. But more important, so I'm going to conclude Deuteronomy with the last chapter. Deuteronomy 34. Now today, I pray that you have a Bible of some kind in front of you, whether it's a physical one or whether it is just um, a, a digital one, an online one. It, it doesn't matter. So I'm going to read parts of Deuteronomy uh, 34. I realize I don't have my specs with me. Ah, that will be a real test of my eyesight. <laughs> so we're going to read Deuteronomy 34. Uh, yeah, it's on the screen anyway. And today I've entitled my sharing, A Heart to Know God. This is a theme of the 40 days of fasting and prayer that's coming up, all right? I, I'm not going to ask you how many of you are going to do the fast, but we will do that in a short while. And it starts tomorrow. And so when I read Deuteronomy 34, I realized it's the perfect passage to share just before the fast starts tomorrow. So, hard to know God. So, let me read Deuteronomy 34, and I'm just going to read from my Bible, whichever version. I'm the NIV. You have it on screen. It is the NLT. All right, sorry. I didn't know I'm supposed to press. Okay, cool. Then Moses went up to Mount Nabal from the plains of, uh, of where's that? Of Horeb, yeah. And climbed Pisgah Peak, which is across from Jericho. And the Lord showed him the whole land from Gilead as far as Dan, all the land of Naphtali, the land of Ephraim and Manasseh, and all the land of Judah, extending to the Mediterranean Sea. The Negev, the Jordan Valley with Jericho, the city of Palms as far as Zoah. Then the Lord said to Moses, This is the land I promised on oath to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, when I said, I will give it to your descendants. I've now allowed you to see it with your own eyes, but you will not enter the land. I want to jump a bit. So Moses, yeah, no, just the verse 5, sorry, verse 5. So Moses, the servant of the Lord, died there in the land of Moab, just as the Lord had said. And the Lord buried him in a valley near Bethpoor in Moab, but to this day, no one knows the exact place. Now you may ask, why is it that God buried Moses and no one knows? Actually, it's to prevent worship of Moses. But I want to sh share the, the life of Moses. Here Moses is called the servant of the Lord, and Moses, verse 7, was 120 years old when he died, yet his eyes was not weak, nor his strength gone. But the most powerful part of a description of Moses, the man who wrote Deuteronomy, is this verse, verse 10. Since then, no prophet has risen in Israel like Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face, who did all those signs and wonders the Lord sent him to do in Egypt, to Pharaoh and to all his officials and his whole land, and no one has ever shown the mighty power or performed those awesome deeds that Moses did in the sight of all Israel. Here was a man. Now, the writer of the book is more important than just even knowing about the book and what he wrote. Here is a man who wrote this book. But the real essence of it is this kind, this man. What is, who is this man that begins to... Um, tell us all about the laws and why we must know it and all that before the children of Israel cross, into into, cross the Jordan into the promised land. Because this man had a particularly unusual relationship with God and I love it so much. And that will be the reason why I'm sharing this. Even as we are going to 
uh, two things are happening in our, in our lives right now. First is that we're going to go into fasting and prayer tomorrow onwards. And I pray you will want to do that. But the second thing is also, most of you have heard Pastor Chu share about the church going into transition. Even as the church is in transition, but the third reason is also about the whole world is going into transition. Our nation is going to transition. We don't even know when the elections are, right? But even as we go into this transition, there is a phrase here about this man Moses that will help us to understand how do we actually go into the promised land. Actually, we require the posture of Moses. And the posture of Moses is seen in this verse. 34 verse 10. Uh, sorry, 34 verse 10, it says here, Since then, no prophet has ever risen in Israel like Moses, and I love this, whom the Lord knew face to face. It doesn't even say, no man has arisen like Moses, whom Moses knew God face to face. It's like, as he knew God face to face, God knew Moses face to face. And I love it in Exodus, it says, And the Lord would speak to Moses face to face. As a, God, as a man would speak to his friend. Do you know there are only two men in the Bible called the friend of God? Abraham and Moses. It is a powerful relationship. It's not no longer a relationship of master and even servant. It's a relationship of friend to friend. Incidentally, Bill Johnson says this about relationships. We all love to think that we are a friend of God. And he says this, you cannot enjoy friendship with God until you know the Lordship of God. Wow, isn't that powerful? You cannot enjoy friendship with God until you and I know the Lordship of God. That's a powerful thought. And I want us to really embrace this wonderful understanding that God wants to know us face to face and wants us to know Him face to face as a God, as a man would speak to his friend. And incidentally, one of the songs I don't like is, I want to be your friend, that song, I don't like it. It treats that friendship too lightly. Do you know if a person is a friend, it's of equal status. We're not of equal status with God. How then does God relate to us until He lifts us? Actually, He lifts us up and He comes down. It's not just one way. He lifts, actually it's not Him condoned. It's not Him coming down. It's Him lifting us up. Last week you heard Pastor Jeffrey saying He lifts us up. It's more than just lifting us up from our woes. It's lifting us up so that we can be of some stature to enjoy that relationship with Him face to face. And, and look at Numbers, how it describes it. Uh, in Numbers it says, and the Lord, uh, verse 12. Why is it not coming? I'm not sure why. Don't ask me why it's not coming. Never mind. Just, I, I'm gonna, I'll read to you. In Numbers, this goes on to say, Numbers 12, verse 6 to 8, you can look at your Bible. And the Lord said to them, Now listen to what I have to say about my servant. If I, there were prophets among you, I, the Lord, would reveal myself in visions. Uh, God is, actually speaks to prophets in visions and sometimes even in dreams. But for my servant, Moses, oh, he's the one I trust. I don't speak to him just in dreams or visions. I speak to him face to face. And I want to stick him face to face and not in riddles. And he sees the Lord as he is. And in some versions, is he sees the form of God. Wow, what a relationship. And so that is why when I heard, uh, when I read this, 
And I know that we are entering this 40 days of fast and prayer. And it's a very interesting year because NECF decided they would not give us some titles that talk about uh, lifting the nation or doing this, doing that. It's a title, it's a theme that calls us to know God's heart. Our, heart, our hearts must long to know God and our hearts must long to know God's heart. How many of you think that it is wonderful if only we knew God's heart? How many of you think that? Amen. Do you know it's wonderful if you know your husband's heart? If you know your wife's heart, right? Not Aaron. If you know your wife's heart, you will always please make her happy. Yeah. If you know your husband's heart, you always will make him happy too. Yeah. Happy husband, happy wife. Then happy life. All right? But praise God. Amen? So God wanted uh, Moses to really know him and God wants us to know him. And that's why I feel that I wanted to use today's sermon or today's sharing to really enter this time, the 40 days, tomorrow it starts. How then do we prepare ourselves for these 40 days? Now, let me just share with you an incident in Deuteronomy chapter 5. What does it mean to know God face to face? Now, incidentally, look at this. Uh, I don't know what, sorry, this verse has appeared a bit too soon. But turn with me to Deuteronomy chapter 5. Turn with me. Now, I'm going to turn with you, um, show you this chapter. Deuteronomy chapter 5. And I'm going to share with you, I'm going to read a bit of it, starting in verse 4. Deuteronomy chapter 5 is really uh, Moses recounting the incident of the giving of the law on Mount Sinai. He's recounting that incident. He said, we were on Mount Sinai, and on Mount Sinai, uh, the Lord spoke to you, Israel, face to face, in verse 4 out of the fire on the mountain. Actually, what happened, if you know the story, is that God uh, allowed Moses to bring some elders uh, up on the mountain with him. And, and as, as God spoke to Moses, fire appeared on the mountain. And they could hear that God was speaking to Moses. And this is the incident that happened on Mount Sinai. And this is what Moses described. The Lord spoke to you, Israel, Face to face. So it's not just to Moses that God wants to speak face to face. Why I'm sharing this is that here is an incident that shows how God longed to speak not just to Moses, but actually to the whole of Israel face to face. So they actually heard God face to face out of the fire, but they saw fire on the mountain. At that time, I stood between the Lord and you to declare to you the word of the Lord because you were afraid of the fire and you did not dare go up the mountain. And so what happened then? We jump and we go down to verse 28. When you heard the voice out of the darkness, while the mountain was ablaze with fire, all the leaders of your tribes and elders came to me. All of your leaders and elders came to me and began to say this. Your leaders and your elders representing you came to me and said, the Lord our God has shown us His glory and majesty. You know, all of us love to see the, gl the glory of God the majesty of God, right? These people actually saw the glory and the majesty of God. But then you said, we've seen His majesty and His glory. We even heard His voice from the fire. Today we have seen that a person can, have a, can see the Lord or can hear the Lord and live even when God speaks with them. In other words, they had a very powerful experience of God. They saw, they probably heard thunder, lightning, fire, voices coming. They heard the voice of God. It was awesome. It was majestic. It was indeed luabiasa. Now, what is their response? But now, interesting, huh? They saw all the glory, all the majesty. Very often in church, we long for the glory, we long for the majesty. They saw it. But then they said this. 
But now, why should we die? They just said, it's very interesting, they just said, how can a man hear the voice of God and yet live? Because they were still alive. But now, why should we die? Why should we die? This great fire will consume us and we will die if we hear the voice of the Lord our God any longer. For what mortal has ever heard the voice of the living God speaking out of us as we have, as we have and survived? They have actually survived, but now they are afraid because they do not understand the fire, they do not understand the glory, they do not understand the awesomeness of God. And they began then to ask Moses this, and this is the key. You go near, Moses. You go near. You listen to all that the Lord our God says. Then, come back. Tell us whatever the Lord your God has said and we will sure obey one. Be very quiet one. We sure will do one. But you know what? This is too terrifying for me. You go and do it, Moses. You go. You go and do it. Go and ask God, what is it that He wants to tell us? And then you come back. Tell us what to do now. Tell us what to do and we will sure do. When they asked Moses to do that, they were asking for second-hand, second-hand information. They did not want to be the first-hand information. They're asking for Moses, you go and hear, you come back and you tell us and we will obey. Now, the truth is this. How did God respond? God began to say to them this. Okay, I understand that. I will accept. You see, there's always a choice in life, right? Exodus 30 is about choose life. There's always a choice. There's a choice for you whether you're on the fast and pray or not. I would say that even if you don't want to fast, I would say, that, do you want to know God better? Do you want to know His heart more this season? It's a choice. It's a choice. You say, no, 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 Pastor Lee Chu. You go and listen to God. You go and fast 40 days. You go and do it. And then you come back and tell us that. Well, it's possible. To this, God responded and answers. Okay, I will accept this bargain, that, this choice that they have made. You go and tell them, let them go home. Go back to their camps. Return to their tents. But you, Moses, you, Moses, you, Moses, stay with me. And I will tell you all the laws and all the things that you're about to learn so that you can possess the land. I just want to give you this. If we constantly desire to know how to relate to God, we want to obey Him, but there's no desire to draw near to Him and to even be fear, filled with awe and fear of God, and, uh, just a sense of trepidation, uncomfortable maybe. But we, we don't want all that price. We just want to be comfortable. We just want to play it safe. And then we tell the pastors, your gola, your pastors, my, you're paid to go and actually got nothing to pay. You don't pay me, so I will go near God. You don't pay me so I want to see God face to face. In fact, I would pray that you cannot pay me. It's impossible to pay the price of someone who knows God face to face. It's an honour. It is the greatest honour in the world. But that honour to know God face to face is only given to the person that desires it. It's not given to anyone. It's not given to anyone. A person that says, I need you more, more than yesterday. I need you more. I chose that song because it's also not about, oh, I last time, like, uh, last year I already fasted 40 days. Uh, yo, yesterday, uh, 10 years ago I did that. No. Never will we need to know God even more than yesterday, than now. 
The world is going through so much turmoil that nearly, actually we still don't know how much war will happen. Our friend Nancy Pelosi, I don't understand, 82 years old, she wants to go and start a war. Don't understand her. Pray God, I never do that. 82 years old, wants to go and start a war. We never know when wars are going to start. It's frightening. We never know if there's going to be food shortage. We never know if countries are going to go more and more bankrupt. We never know if earthquakes are going to come. We never know if more viruses are coming. There's monkeypox coming. We never know. What then must we do? Actually, the key is to know God more. More than yesterday. And not satisfied. And there's a price to pay. Now, I'll go back to that verse that I, I missed out. Look in your Bibles. I want you to look at verse 20, I think it's verse 29 in Deuteronomy 5. I want to encourage you to look at your Bibles. In Deuteronomy 5, verse 29, the Lord says this, Oh, that their hearts would be inclined to fear me and keep all my commandments always so that it might go well with them and their children forever. Now, look at this verse again. Oh, that their hearts, oh, that they would have a heart that would be inclined, that would desire. You see, this is just, they have just come to Moses. It says, Moses, you go up the mountain and find out from God what to do. And come back and tell us, we sure will do one, sure will do one. God knew they sure could not do because it was not a first-hand information. It would be a second-hand information. And so, when God heard that, He said this, Oh, I wish... I wish the hearts would not be so like that. You know, I wish the hearts would have, they would have a heart to know me and inclined to know me. Now, know what aspect of God, what aspect of God that made the children of Israel ask Moses, you go up the mountain, we stay here. The aspect of God's awe, His majesty, His glory, His awesomeness. So that's why God says, oh, that they would have a heart that's inclined to fear me. Do you know, fear is not like just, I'm so scared. To stand in awe of God, to marvel at God, to be amazed at God. The Lord God of the universe, the one who created heaven and earth, God wanted them to begin to know who He is, to really know this God is just so amazing, so powerful, you know, Romans says, so full of awesomeness, yet so kind. Oh, the severity and the kindness of God. How on earth are you and I ever able, or the children of Israel ever able, you see chapter 5 is about the Ten Commandments repeated, right? So I was looking at it today. I came to the Sabbath. How would you be able to obey a commandment like that? You cannot do any work, not even your cows, your mates. Well, how, 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 I cannot go and pump petrol, I cannot go and mow my lawn. How on earth are any Israelite going to be able to obey that unless they knew the heart of God behind that commandment? That is the problem. The reason why I chose this chapter is because you may have gone through the whole of Deuteronomy and there are some parts you like, some parts you don't like. But to be honest, many parts also I don't like. But the way to therefore understand why those parts are there is to know the heart of God. To know why He put it in. Why? Why did God do it? Oh, that, and why? What would happen? Because God Himself said, Oh, that they would have a heart inclined to fear me. Then they would know my commandments. They would be able to obey it because now they understand the why behind the what. And not only that, they can now do good. They will succeed. It will go well with them and with their children. 
The only way you can choose life is that you know the life giver. You know, you won't just choose life just because someone told you. Do you know, I want to tell you this. The story of my life is really about a deeper and deeper and deeper relationship with God. And there's a verse that Jesus said to his disciples. To those who want to know me and understand me, I will give even more understanding. But to those who don't want to know me, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, not the exact quotation. But to those who don't want to know, they will not have understanding. Even what they think they know will be taken away from them. And that is the way God relates to us. He doesn't want us to treat him as if he's nobody. He's a chin chin chai chai. Anything will do. There is an awesomeness of God. But I want to tell you this. The glory of God is that the more you get to know him, the more he will reveal to you. So I'm going to move on now and use Moses to learn how to relate to God face to face. How many of us want to draw nearer, maybe not face to face, nearer to God? Amen? Amen? I'm going to tell you how to do it as Moses did it. Now, what, is, what does it mean that Lord knew Moses face to face? Three things that I want you to think about. The first is that when God knew Moses face to face and Moses learned to commune with God, the first thing he learned is how to please God. And because he learned how to please God, he also began to desire and hunger for the presence of God. You know, one thing about this church, there's a lot of spiritual hunger, right? If we want to have spiritual hunger, it must, must be marked by these two things. Hunger for God means a hunger to know how to please Him. And when you know how to please Him, you will know how to enjoy Him. His presence will come. It's just like, as I said to you, if you want to know how to uh, really have a good relationship with your husband and enjoy his, whatever favours he gives to you, you need to know how to please Him. Children are the same. You know, you may say, why can't God just, uh, I thought God just loves us. God can love us and not be pleased with us. Just like our children, right? We, parents, how many of you love your children? Come on, how many of you? You mean you don't love your children? Come on, how many of you parents love your children? Let me see hands. Parents, how many parents love children? Come on. Children say, uh, say why my daddy don't put up hands on? Huh? Right. Mm. Ah, they will go for you, man. But are you always pleased with them? No. They have to learn to walk in your pleasure. And when they walk in your pleasure, they also walk in your presence because you're happy to have them with you. Amen? And that is when we discover the power of God. Now, I'm going to go through pleasing God. Turn with me now to my favorite chapter in, in the whole of the Pentateuch, Exodus chapter 33. One of my favorite, favorite chapters. Turn with me and I'm going to read it. I'm going to start reading it from verse 12, forgive me, all right? I love verse 11, the Lord spoke to Moses face to face as this man speaks with his friend. I'm going to read from verse 12 in my Bible, and if you have your Bible, it's good to turn to it. So Moses said to the Lord, you have been telling me, lead these people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. And then he says, I know you by name. I know I have found favor with you. Verse 13 is the key verse. If you are pleased with me, teach me your ways, so I may know you and continue to find favor with you. Verse 13 is the key verse, all right? If you remember no other verse today, on from this chapter, look at verse 13. If you are pleased with me, teach me your ways, that I may know you and continue to find favor with you. Now let's go through this step by step. 
You can take the slide off. Let's look at this step to step. If I can learn how, I want to please you. If you're pleased with me, I want to learn how to please you. Now, how do we please God? Number one, he says to God, teach me your ways. What does it mean to teach me your ways? Teach me the way you think. Teach me the way you, 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 uh, you behave. Teach me the way you are pleased with us, the ways you are not pleased with us. Teach me your ways. Teach me what irks you. Teach me what irritates you. Teach me what delights you. You know, I, I like Pastor Chiu. In fact, I give you some secrets from the pastor's uh, room. So now when, when Pastor Chiu is <clears throat> holding his pastoral office with all these pastors, he will say to them, so they have to learn, right, how to relate to him. I will give you a voice, but I will not give you a choice. Oh, you okay. But it's a powerful thing. It's about learning to walk with someone in authority. Amen? So it's learning these things. Now, you may not like that. Well, Pastor Chiu, I thought you wonderful, compassionate man. But these are pastors, he's training, right? In the same way, God is training Moses so that signs and wonders and miracles and he will be the power of God. You read just now in Deuteronomy 34, there's never been a prophet that's able to execute the entire miracles and wonders of God. He was going to be able to do that. But how does it, it doesn't happen automatically. He has to know God's ways. That's why I'm so excited. God is interested that we will be able to execute or implement or bring down fire from heaven, things that are going to happen. But you know why it doesn't happen in our generation? We don't know how to please God. Leh. We don't know what's His ways. Leh. When He's taught us His ways, which is the whole of Deuteronomy, is God teaching, or rather Moses teaching Israel God's ways. Moses was teaching Israel, these are the ways of God. When you walk in the ways of God, you will get to know Him. Alright, see the steps? How to please God? Ask God to teach us His ways. As we, He teaches us His ways, we will know His heart. We will know Him better. We will know why He does this. Then, ah, we will walk in His favour. Look at that verse again. No need to bring the slide back up. They can read their Bibles one. You read your Bible, it's more powerful. Then, I may continue, underline the word continue, to find favour with you. How many of us love the favour of God over our lives? Yeah, I can't imagine anybody not wanting, right? I'll tell you this. We always think that we please God. Even I thought I always, because my desire in life is always to please the Lord. So I thought I really always please the Lord, right? 2020, very interesting year. I love 2020. It's the year of great pruning and great understanding. So 2020, locked in, all these things happened. And then I was asked this question. Someone asked me this question. How do you know you have pleased the Lord? Wow, you Yeah, how do I know? Huh? I have assumed I have pleased the Lord. Because on the MUFW prayer, there is a prayer. Lord, I will yield to you, Holy Spirit. Show me all my presumptuous thoughts. I realized I was not necessarily pleasing the Lord. And that is why the whole of 2020 in the fast that is so intense was me to realize I must know God's ways. What are the things that don't please Him? What are the things that please Him? I'll just give you a very quick one that I, 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 I even now understand. What pleases God? All right, we go for the positive. What is it that would please God in SIBKL? Let me tell you this. In 2019, just before the pandemic, 
the Lord said this to me. How I long, he said to me, how I long that yes, SIBKL, you have been known for your crusades, right? We just did Malam Pentecost. Uh, it was end of 2019, sorry. End of 2019, entering 2020. I think it was about 2019, entering 2020. And we had just done Malam Pentecostal. We had done PJB 17. We have done musicals and all kinds of things. And the Lord said to me, yes, you have done well. All these things are important. Not it's not important. But then he said to me, how I long that you would be a church that would be known that they love one another. That no matter how many church plants you have, the greatest truth that when people look at you, they would just say, wow, this church, uh, they really love one another. This pleases God. We want to find out ma, what pleases God. Ma. Not necessarily just the big crusades. You can run a big crusade and then fight, fight, fight like hell. Right? Do you think it pleases God? What pleases God? Second thing I found, what pleases God? Recently, the Lord showed me what did not please Him and what pleases Him. So here was I uh, with some friends and we heard that one of our friends was sick and so said, okay, come, let's pray. Let's pray for this friend. Alright? Let's pray for this friend. But you know what? As I, uh, so I, we prayed together and all that. But in my personal time with the Lord, remember, draw near to God, seek Him face to face. Now, the, the fire that came out was this. You, uh, you want to pray for your friend. But inside you, you're judging your friend. You have complaints about your friend. How do you think I'm going to answer your prayer? You have just annulled your prayers. Here you are. You want to pray for her to get well. But you don't think highly of her. You actually judge her. Now, that's called the fire of God. When I heard that, I realized why some of our prayers have no power. No power. I'm coming to power afterwards. No earth-shaking changes. Because we do not know His ways. We do not know how He operates. That's when the Lord said to me, I'm going to teach you my operating system. You know, long, long ago, I first started computer with DOS. Help me remember that. Word star. Wow, so ancient, right? Some of them doing word star, what's that? But now we're in Windows, I think it's 10 or don't know what, or 14, right? God says, you do not use your operating system. If you use your operating system, you stay forever in word star now. You cannot even do any work. You must migrate to my Windows, what's the latest? Windows 11. Must migrate to Windows 11. Wow. Because the Lord said to me, I want you to tell the people, because this year's 40 days, if they understand these principles, they're going to see great breakthroughs. They're going to see great healings. They're going to see great breakthroughs. The reason why there's no great breakthroughs, because you're not operating in my way. Amen. How many of you believe that? Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. That's why we're not seeing great breakthroughs in our lives, because our operating system is wrong. We do not know His ways. We do not know what pleases Him. Amen. And that is why Moses said that I might find favor with you. And when you find favor with you, the presence of God comes. It is said of Moses. The, you, know what, you know about the children of Israel, the difference between the children of Israel and Moses? It says in Psalm 103 verse 7, He made known his ways to Moses, but his deeds or his works to the children of Israel. Now, it's not a great thing to see miracles. You can see all the miracles you like. 
But as far as God is concerned, He wants you to know His heart and His character. It says in NLT, He revealed His character to Moses, but His deeds to the people of Israel. Which is more important, to know the character of God or just the deeds of God? If you want to please God, you need to know His character. And when we do that, the presence of God comes. And look at this. So the, the Exodus 33 goes on to say, right? So the, then God says, yes, I'm pleased with you. I will go with you and my presence will go with you, verse 14, and you will find, I will give you rest. Then Moses says in verse 15, if your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. How will anyone know that you're pleased with me and with your people unless you go with us? What else will distinguish me and your people from all the other people on the face of the earth? And the Lord said to Moses, I'll do the very thing you have asked because I am pleased with you. In other words, God's presence can only come when He is pleased with us. Can two walk together unless they be agreed? If you and your husband is quarreling and don't agree, one wants to do this, one wants to do that, you can't even live together, let alone God. How can, they, how can God's presence come into our sanctuary, come into our lives, come into our workplaces, come into our families, come into our church, unless we know how to walk in a way that pleases Him? Do you agree or not? It's this simple mathematics. One plus one equals two. How many of you understand this mathematics? Pleasing God equals presence of God. Amen? If you understand it, say amen. And that is why Jesus uses this word, abide in me. I, I love this because as I was reading about Moses, you know, remember Deuteronomy chapter 5, the, uh, the children of Israel says, you go and ask God. You go and ask God what to do. You come and tell us what to do. And then God says to him, let them go. Let them go to their tents. But you abide with me. Same invitation as Jesus gave. You, stay with me. Because unless you are deeply stay with me, unless you know me face to face, unless you know my ways, unless you know my heart, you can do nothing. Means there'll be nothing fruitful to see. You won't see what you're supposed to see. The reason why the church of God is so weak is precisely because of that. We don't know how to walk in His ways. We don't know how to please Him. We, don't, we, we hunger for His presence in an emotional way, but not in a powerful way, in a tangible way. Do you know something? When the presence of God comes, Deuteronomy 28, literally the windows of heavens open. We have seen some of this happen in our church. It's just that I'm not privy to tell you everything. The windows of heaven literally open and God pours down His blessings. Pours down, pours down, pours down His blessings. Honestly, it pours down. I want to tell you this, SIB, you're on the road to pleasing the Lord. I can tell you that. Come on, praise the Lord. You are pleasing the Lord because we are seeing the windows of heaven open in terms of money even. But, and also miracles, signs and wonders, families coming to the Lord. Amen? Now I want to show you John 15. Go with me quickly. How does this get interpreted in the New Testament? Quickly go with me to John 15. I, again, don't have it on PowerPoint because I want to take you through it. Jesus said, remain in me and I will remain in you. For apart from me, you can do nothing. In other words, you cannot see the wonders and the miracles and the, and the powerful things that I want to do. And then he says in verse 7, if you remain in me and my words remain with you, ask whatever you wish and will be given you and it's to my Father's glory. And then it goes on. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Therefore, now, remain in my love. If you obey my commands, verse 10, 
you will remain in my love just as I've obeyed my father's commands and I remain in his love. I'm going to stop there. How then do we walk in a way that would please God and at the same time enjoy that presence with God so much so that the power of God would be seen. Now, when, we, when Jesus says, apart from me, you can do nothing, he's not talking about what we are doing. He's talking about what he wants to do. The miracles, the signs, the wonders, you know, one of the things I begin to feel, really, I tell you this, SIB Church, we are at the brink of a revival. I honestly tell you, at the brink of a revival. We're just at its doorstep, but there must be a determination, a price to pay. It's not just a revival, a revival. No. Revival means, this is what, I tell you what revival looks like. Let me share with you what the Lord put in my heart. There are so many people with depression, with mental illness. There's so much suicides all over. There's so much problems. There's so much, wow, family issues. Honestly, so much, so much. There's so much issues in the world. There's so much issues in church. There's so much dissatisfaction. There's so much even offenses that you can't get rid of. So much angst inside all of us. But the Lord, the Lord said this. When you as a church have learned to walk in my ways and please me, literally the windows of heaven would open because now you have walked away from WordStar operating system into Windows 11. Windows 11 is not like WordStar. If you don't know what's WordStar, go and find out. It was awful. Awful. When you are in Windows 11, the windows of heaven open. Because it is not us that can win those wars. We can never, never cause depression, mental illness, oppression, offenses, every disappointments to disappear. We cannot. You can counsel till the cows come home. But the Lord began to show to me, all I need is that members of your church, the leadership, all of us, begin to walk in my ways. And my presence comes down. It is tangible you will see the depressed healed. You will see mental illness healed. You will see things that are impossible become possible. Because now, you're walking into my operating system. So how does it work in John 15? Very simple. My word. My word must remain in you. My word must... That is why, during the 40 days of NECF, we're asking you to read the Bible. And if you know at the NECF 40 days, they read, that's Bible reading for 10 chapters per day. Now, you may say, 10 chapters so hard. Now. Hey, just don't look at your Facebook for half an hour. You can read 20 chapters. Or don't, read, don't look at Facebook. Don't look at WhatsApp messages. For 15 minutes, you read 10 chapters. Don't look at WhatsApp. For half an hour, you read 20 chapters. Of 10 chapters plus pray. Why is the, why is, how do you, can you know God's ways? His word. I'll tell you this, his word. And not only that, so there was a time way back in 1980s, right? I have known Jesus since I'm 13, but I struggled to obey him. I just struggled. Up and down, up and down, my spiritual life was miserable. One day I think I can, next day I fall like nothing. And I hated people who look so godly because I, I'm not like them. But you know what happened? In 1984, a missionary came and told us, wow, you know, Deuteronomy chapter 7. Get rid of all the detestable things in your house. 
And at that time, I didn't know anything because I'm not filled with the Spirit. So I got dragon vasla. And lo and behold, my husband always tells this story. My parents, they were diplomats, right? They were in the government service and all that. They brought back from China a beautiful, beautiful carpet. Wow, the best type of carpet you can ever see. Uh, and, the, and the whole carpet was in yellow. And yellow is royalty, you know. But right in the center is a huge dragon. Huge dragon. And you say, what's a big deal, right? The Bible does say that the dragon is a symbol of the devil, right? By that time, I, I, I said, no lah. My life's so okay, ma. We are Christians. We are successful. We are doctors. We are also leaders of the church. What's so grand? But the, I read the word. If the word remains in me, if I want to please God, I didn't understand. Tell you the truth. When the missionary came and told me this, I said, I don't understand. What for? I'm not dying. I'm not having any diseases. I'm not being anything. And now lightning has struck me. I'm fine. I'm doing well. My husband's doing well. We're all doing well. My family's doing well. What are you talking about? He says, well, it's in the Bible. Do you want more of God? I want more. I want more. I cannot tahan. I was not enjoying my Christian life. One day, I feel good. I can obey. Next day, cannot obey one. Constantly, I felt condemned. Constantly, I felt I was disobedient. Whatever it was, I don't know what made me. I just wanted God more. And I obeyed. I obeyed Deuteronomy chapter 7. I took all the dragon masses. I took this very expensive carpet and I burnt it. But my husband said, well, you burn now. When your mother come, how ah? I said, I need God more than I need my mother now. Actually, I didn't say anything. I just didn't even, couldn't even answer. I burnt it. Of course, when my mother come, I try not to talk about it. Like, I just... Da, 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 <laughs> Actually, she never asked me. But you know something? Two weeks after that, just two weeks after that, a revival spoke out in SIB Likas at that time where we were. Literally, it zapped us. It was in a meeting room and it was a small, tiny little place. And everybody inside, there was a, literally a wind blew. Everybody on the inside began to be filled, repented. They fell on their knees and they cried and they cried and they cried. And then I was outside because no space anymore to sit inside. And all, I had a very good friend with me and we are all university graduates. They are not inside. Inside was our BM people. So I said to her, Ayo, they're all very emotional. Lah. I think just emotion only. Lah, huh? Yeah, emotion. Lo and behold, suddenly the Holy Spirit came into me. Suddenly, it just gushed through me. And I just, and then suddenly a revelation. And the Lord says, if you're the only person in the whole world, I would have died for you. The love of Christ just came so deep into me that that night, I knew I had changed. The heavens, windows of heavens had opened. And suddenly that night, I went back, I couldn't sleep. I read the Bible. I read, I read John 15. I read Romans 8. I read don't know how many chapters of the Bible. And it became alive. It became real. Now I know something is real. And the next morning was amazing. You know, until then, I never share my faith to anyone. Man. I can't even survive my own faith. Why share to others, right? Every patient that came in, I shared. Then I said, why are they all so interested man, nowadays? And the, and the Lord says, because you have been changed. That is what happens. Did I understand it? No. I merely had the word. Now the second thing is this. If you love me, if alright, go back to John 15. How do we please God? How do we begin to enjoy the presence of God? Number one, desire to draw close to Him. Number two, let His word 
Read this word. Know his word. Begin to absorb his word. Even when you don't understand, ask God, come on, this is 40 days. Reveal to me your word. Come on, I don't understand it, but I'm going to come to the second part. I want to obey you. It says there, see, I, I, as the Father has loved me, I have loved you. Remain in my love. But verse 10, if you obey my commands, you remain in my love. Just I've obeyed my Father's commands and I remain in his love. So as a result of this, I began to realize obeying God is loving God. I cannot say I love God and don't obey him. And I want to fast forward to even now. I tell you this, the key to breakthrough is actually obedience, even when you don't understand. Recently, I'll tell you, during the pandemic, 2021, I think it was, uh, I was going through this, managing the Malaysian United Firewall. It's a very difficult thing to manage, incidentally. And lo and behold, I was on a chat site. Uh, there was a girl who has had uh, COVID. And it looks like her family, uh, I think grandmother or something, has had COVID and all that. And she was filled with fear and filled with uh, anxiety. And, and everybody in the chat group was trying to say, let's pray for her, let's pray for her. But I felt a voice say to me this, you don't just wait for them to pray for her, you pick up the phone and now ask to pray to her. I said, I don't know her lah. All kinds of excuses come on. Huh? I don't know her lah. I, I, I'm so busy lah, God. I'm doing the Malaysian United Firewall, you know. As if it's a big deal to God. You see? Big deal to God, right? But God says, obey me. If you love me, obey me. That, then I had to ask for a phone and I phoned the girl. Do you know, when I phoned the girl, I didn't know what actually happened. It's only now when she writes her testimony and we should ask Andrea to share a testimony. She was in such a panic attack that her blood pressure, everything was going down and even the nurse was getting worried about her and things were just not right. She was in hospital. She was going through a panic attack. She was in bad shape. And I didn't know. All I know is that, uh, I'm, I'm Pastor Lee Chua. Is it okay I pray for you? She said, of course, of course. And I don't know the girl at all. And then the Lord just made me sing. Thank you, Jesus, for your love to me. I sang it and I sang it and I sang it and I sang it for 20 minutes, and that's it. In her testimony, she said, immediately the anxiety and the panic attacks left. And when the nurse came in, are you okay? She said, you should hear testimony, because after that, as I, now this is not just one, I, I sent her to one of our wonderful prayer counselors who continued, again the prayer counselor said, I'm very busy, no, uh, 2021 pandemic, no, but she was so wonderful. She took hold of her and her anxiety and panic attacks has gone. Come on, give God a big clap offering. So, what is the purpose of wanting to draw near to God? It's also about power and spiritual authority. It's about breaking strongholds. There are many strongholds in many people's lives today. So many that I cannot number. So many because I hear of it. And the Lord said to me, a stronghold is that which has a stronghold over you. And God wants to break strongholds. So I'm going to call the worship team up. Israel was able to break through a lot of strongholds. Israel was able to conquer much territory. In the same way, this 40 days fast is not about just fasting and trying to prove a point. This 40 days fast is trying to find out what pleases God, to walk in the favour of God and for God to open the windows of heaven and to appear for us. Amen? Do you believe that? Do you want that? Do you want that? Does the nation need that? 
Yes, it's not praying about politics. It's not. If only, a lot of things I cannot tell you, but I want you to understand, which is why I want you to look at, look at this verse. In, I just want to end with this powerful verse about Israel. It is said of Israel. Look at this. Blessed are you, Israel. Who is like you? A people saved by the Lord. He's your shield and helper, your glorious source. Your enemies will cower before you and you'll tread on their heights. I will say this of you, SIB, Christians. Blessed are you, Christians. Blessed are you, SIB Christians. Come on, I don't hear, amen. Blessed are you, amen. Who is like you? A people saved by the Lord. And not only that, God is your shield. I can see that. Do you know, I just had, uh, a few months ago, I had robbery, one on my left side, right side, both houses had robbery. My house got nothing. Oh. My house had nothing. I was so shocked. Young man came to me and said, are you okay? Are you okay? I said, what's wrong? Hey, your neighbor got robbed, no? This neighbor's got robbed. Oh, I slept through it. He is your shield and helper. And not only that, your glorious sword. Not just a shield and helper, your glorious sword. And your enemies will cover before you and you will tread on their heights. How many of you want that? Come on. Come, let's stand up. Let's stand up. And I'll tell you this. On Tuesday, I'm going to invite all of you to come in to our, sorry, on Tuesday, I'm invite, going to invite all of you to come in. We're going to have a night of encounter to press in to desire God. And not just to desire in an emotional way, but to desire to know His heart. To desire to know what pleases Him so that we can have His favour rest upon us and that the power of God will come to our church. Amen? We'll come to your families. How many of you want that? We'll come to your homes. How many of you want that? Amen? Tuesday night starts at what time? Huh? 8.30 p.m. Alright, we are going to do that. And then I'm going to invite you also every night there are altars in our church. Tuesday nights when you can come in because in Sanctuary 2, the other nights is online. Every night, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, every night. And if that doesn't satisfy you, then go to the MUFW. I will be hosting the night altar on the 8th. And morning altars, Monday to Saturday, all 40 days, night altars. Amen? Amen. Come on. Every one of you say, I want to know my God. I want to know God's heart. Everybody say, I want to know how to please God. I want God's presence to be with me. Then I will experience the tangible power of God. Do you think God wants that? Of course. What's the point of being a Christian? A Christian is not just to go to church, come home, go to church, come home, go to church, come home. So boring. So boring. A Christian is someone who's able to call down fire from heaven. God never imposes Himself upon any one of us. You know, the Holy Spirit is a very wonderful gentleman. He never forces Himself on you. Never. But if you want Him, just take one step towards Him. Believe me, He take ten steps towards you. The key, do you want more? Do you want more? You know, I was thinking about the transition of between Elijah to Elijah. The key is come closer. Fifty prophets was over the Jordan they never cross. Elijah cross. Come closer.
go further. Elijah told Elijah, stay, stay, stay. No. Go further. And very important. Ask for a double anointing. Ask for more. So it is coming 40 days. How hungry are you? How hungry are you? Ask for more. And God will give. So my prayer for all of us is we stand on the verge of 40 days. I want to believe that this 40 days is more serious, more awesome, more critical than any other 40 days. more than a song that we're singing. We really want to enter this season to lead, let know you more. We know that the times have changed so much that we cannot cope with it if we don't know you more. We know that you want to warn us, you want to teach us. Do you know I sense God even wants to teach you how to invest? I just felt that. Suddenly it came. God even wants to teach us how to even do things that will cause us to be the head, not the tail. The top, not the bottom. But that it doesn't come without us knowing God's heartbeat. Because He may ask you to do things that you just don't understand why you must do it. But that is God's operating system. Remember, move from DOS, Word Star, to Windows 11. A new operating system. If you want to know God more as I do, why don't we lift up our hands? Father Lord, bless us. Bless us, O Lord, that we might know you more. That you might be willing to even reveal yourself to us in deeper manner. To understand intricate workings of your universe. To even see ways we will come forth really, Lord God, on top and not below. Lord, we ask for that, Lord. And so, Lord, May you separate us with the wonderful love of God, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the wonderful fellowship of the Holy Spirit. May this season be such a wonderful season that we can say, wow, I've learned to walk in God's favor. I've learned to walk in God's favor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.